Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our full moon forecast, which I am so excited to record for these past few days. Um, Mercury has been retrograding, right? And I felt this impulse to go back through old episodes, old segments and revise them and revisit them. I'm going to be changing a lot. I think I'm going to be redoing several of the older episodes. Um, Mostly I was inspired because I'm adding intro music, but then I started realizing there were things on the past episodes that I just kind of want to brush up a bit. So I've been doing a lot of revision, all of that, and I haven't been feeling like I'm getting to connect with the listeners as much, which is a massive reason as to why I do this podcast, right? And so it's always sweet to come here and do the forecast and know that somewhere someone may be benefiting. So thank you so much for being here. I really hope that this podcast serves you well. And so that being said, wherever you are, rather you're driving or at home or at work, I hope that you can just take a moment Take a deep breath and just let yourself kind of steep for a second. Let yourself just enjoy some astrology. So what is going on in the sky? It seems like so much is happening. It's been a pretty intense time and March is also going to be a pretty intense month. Um, And there's a lot of shift happening at the end of the month that I'm going to talk more about in the new moon forecast. This is our full moon forecast. So I'm going to be focusing more on the beginning of the month. And so our full moon is taking place on March 9th at about 1 p.m. And so a full moon is when the moon and the sun are opposed each other in the sky and the moon is receiving as much light as it possibly can. Because as we know, the moon does not create any light on its own. It's very easily influenced. And when we do see light on the moon, it's reflecting the light of the sun. And so when the moon is full, it's a very high energy time. It kind of energizes the moon. Um, And so this is why it said that more accidents happen, there are more fight, there's hot temper, all of this. That's because the moon is energized and it's impacting us. And so the way I like to think about it is that the moon is as full as it can possibly get. And so the only place it's going to go is down. It's going to shed its light. It's going to get darker. It's going to get more introspective and receptive as well. When the moon is totally empty, it's more of a receptive time, right? It has more space to be filled. When it's a full moon, it's kind of like at its capacity. And so it's a good time to think about the things in your life that you are ready to release, things that you are completely ready to let go of. And Mercury is retrograding until the 10th. It will direct on the 10th or the ninth, depending on where you are. And so this is a really powerful time. This full moon is a really powerful time to clear out things you no longer need. And so that can be material 
like cleaning your closet, cleaning your car, um, or it could be emotional. It could be mental. It could actually be a person or an idea. It could be a limiting belief like, oh, I'm not good enough to do this or I'm not lovable or I'm not valuable. Those are not only limiting beliefs, but they're not true at all. I can guarantee you that. Um, those are big examples, right? But you may have your own example. And so I would recommend taking a piece of paper and writing down all of the things that you don't need, rather it be material, thought process, emotional, people, toxic habits. Ugh. <laughs> Let it go. Get it out. So, and another powerful reason to be doing this is because the full moon is going to be in the sign of Leo and Leo has an ego to it. It has a gravitas and it's very charismatic and sure of itself. And so hopefully this full moon energy is going to give you that ambition and will to go forth on this purging process. The nakshatra that it's going to be in is Porva Falguni. And this is the sweetest part. <laughs> this is the sweetest part of the full moon. It's in Porva Falguni, which is represented by Venus. And so there's a connection to romance, marriage, intimacy, indulgence, finer things, finer food, finer drink. The symbol for Porva Falguni is a hammock. And so it really has this connection to kicking back, kicking back and enjoying yourself. And so I would recommend during this retrograde, these final few days of the retrograde, completing your list, completing your purging process, having some ritual or ceremony for yourself on the actual full moon, and then just let yourself enjoy the day. Take it easy, kick back, relax. Get your favorite beverage, get your favorite food, let it be a holiday because these times really have been intense and I feel like the majority of us deserve the time off. In addition to this, the moon is also going to be being aspected by Jupiter and by K2. And so Jupiter can bring optimism when it's aspecting the moon, and K2 can bring a little bit of a spiritual nature or a dis. It can bring like an isolating nature. It can bring the tendency to want to spend time alone, but it can be deeply spiritualizing. And Jupiter and K2 will also be aspecting Venus. And so if you have been wanting to connect with your partner on a spiritual level or even connect with yourself on a spiritual level. It's going to be a very positive time for bringing spirituality into intimacy. If you're interested in Tantra, it's also a wonderful time for that. In terms of crystals, it would be a good time for quartz or um, a crystal, like anything that's clear or anything that's pink as well, because Porva Falguni is ruled by the planet Venus. And so again, hopefully on this full moon, you can kick back. And if you're in um, a partnership or if there are special people in your life, hopefully it's a time that you can bring spirituality into that. Or of course, there's always the opportunity to build intimacy with yourself 
100%, spending time with yourself and reflecting. Something that I've also been thinking a lot about is that I heard this from a teacher that when we feel gratitude and when we feel appreciation, we're essentially telling the universe, yes, we're saying, yes, we would like more of that. So focusing on what really you do want to fill your life with, focusing on the gratitude in your life. And when you are saying yes to something, just realize what you're saying yes to, (laughs) because sometimes we say yes to things that maybe we don't want to do. So maybe this is the time to stop saying yes to what you don't want. Maybe it's time to set some really good boundaries. And there are a few other things happening astrologically that will support that. And so Mercury is going to go direct on the 10th. The sun is going into Pisces on the 14th. And so I was talking to you all on the last segment about the planets and Mercury maybe bringing a little bit of a revolution or a talk of revolution. And Bernie Sanders has been sweeping the nation. He's been gaining a lot of popularity and doing really well. And so that's how I'm interpreting um, the Aquarius. Sun will The sun will be moving into Pisces on the 14th. And so in the sun, and remember, I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer. And so if you want to learn about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, there is a wealth of information on the internet, but you may not be able to find podcasts from me because I am under (laughs) construction right now. But um, yeah, so the sun is going to go into Pisces. And so when the sun comes into Pisces, the early sign of Pisces is not as soft as you might expect it to be. And so there's maybe some intensity. And of course, there's been intensity in the government. And there's been intensity astrologically. I think that we're going to continue to see a lot of confusion and a lot of back and forth in terms of politics. Now, Pluto has entered the sign of Capricorn. And I didn't mention this on the last podcast because it's going to retrograde out. It came into Capricorn. It's going to retrograde out and it'll be in Sag again by June 28th. So really Saturn's only going to be in Capricorn for a few months and then it's going to retrograde back into Sagittarius. In December, it will come back into Capricorn where it's going to stay. And Pluto stays in a sign for a minimum of 10 years. So it being in the sign of Capricorn for just a few months, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of shift or change there. But I think that with the retrograde, it's going to add a little bit of heat to the confusion of things that we may be seeing in the government, especially between the structured sign of Capricorn and then the more passionate radical sign of Sagittarius. And then, of course, the intensity that we've been discussing with Rahu and Ketu, Rahu being in the sign of Ardra and Mula, uh, Ketu being in the sign of Mula. My interpretation is what is happening is with the coronavirus, because we've also seen in the increments of the nodes, Rahu and Ketu, being in the signs of Mula and Ardra, they only come into these nodes, into this placement every 18 and a half years. 
So every 18 and a half years, K2 is going to be in Mula and Rahu is going to be in Ardra. And so every 18 and a half years, there have been some type of catastrophe. And if you go back, you'll find that, well, first it was 9-11. And in 1982, that was when there was the AIDS virus that broke out. And so I am predicting that the coronavirus is going to continue to be an issue. And so being very mindful, being very careful, it's really um, a hot time. And so wearing a mask, if you're going to a heavily populated place, really being mindful of your health, taking care of your health from the inside out, making sure that you're fueling your body with um, good, supportive, healthy food. And Mars is going to enter Capricorn on March 22nd. So that's right before the new moon. And so this is what I was referring to earlier in terms of setting boundaries, because Saturn in Capricorn is very strong and very structured. And Mars is exalted in the sign of Capricorn. It takes that structured energy and applies its ambition and drive. And so these two planets together give this incredible energy to get things done. So if there's anything that you've been wanting to complete, any new projects, Mars and Saturn are going to be so supportive of that. And then at the end of the month, Jupiter is going to enter Capricorn, which is going to bring an entirely new energy to the sign of Capricorn. Um, but we will discuss that more in the new moon forecast because there's going to be tons of retrogrades this year. If you remember, I published a, like 2020 dates to watch out for. There's going to be this ridiculous retrograde party in May. I'm guessing that the elections are going to have a lot of back and forth. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. It's going to be a confusing time, but we'll continue to talk about that as the months come on. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you can plan a lovely full moon. I know that I am going to. And if you would like to schedule a reading with me to hear where all of this is taking place in your individual birth chart, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can schedule yourself at innerknowing.yoga, as well as check out the chart calculator to generate your individual birth chart. You can follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.